Hey everyone, welcome to the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host today, Yasmin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noor, um, on this sleepy Sunday evening, and you're probably going to hear this on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> first week without basketball. <laughs> oh man. Noor, how are you feeling? How's it treating you? It's been a Withdrawal week. Withdrawal yet? It feels like a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so no, long. Yeah, I was... I was like, oh, you know, we went through the hiatus. This is going to be nothing. But no, this is like just as bleak. Um, it's, it's so bad. So and I feel like you, just the I'm, thought of knowing like how far away the next season is too. And just the, 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 the dilemma of it all, of everything up in the air. I feel like it just makes it so much more straightest. You're just like, when is it like, when's it going to be back? When's, when's, when, when am I going to see a basketball go through a hoop again? Right. Honestly, like that's when I heard that there. Um, did you see the predictions for when the next season is going to start? Like their the the date they're aiming for. Um, so like they're trying to go for MLK Day in the U.S. We don't have that in Canada, but for those who don't know, our Canadian listeners, that's on January eighteenth. <laughs> um, that honestly sounds ambitious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Think I, I, I honestly be... did not. I thought I was. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, yeah, it seems really ambitious because mentally I was already preparing for like spring. You know, we're going to have to wait for a vaccine. It's going to be impossible to have a season that early, you know, a season start that early with everything going on. Um, but yeah, like I honestly felt the same way about when the hiatus was over. Like as soon as as soon as they said the NBA is coming back, I felt like we had a hard date for like early August. Um, which also sound pretty, sounded pretty ambitious. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm the same boat kind of right now. Like, I feel like um, I thought for the longest time that Adam Silver would want to wait until at least he could have the possibility of having some fans in the stands and the audience. Because um, it just seems like, you know, they're, they're kind of bleeding a lot right now in terms of money. And um, I'm sure just to make up for the revenue, like they like these, these said it before too, like they would like to have fans of the audience. So just in terms of like making that possible and making that possible safely, I just thought that you would have to wait until, like you said, at least the spring or um, even well into like probably May just to be able to have people in the stands. Um, and then to do it in January and to still like, even if they want to do a bubble, like, like you said, it's a quick turnaround for, from this past season to then. But I feel like then again, um, maybe this time they kind of know what they're doing. Like they, they have a better handle on things. They kind of have their right. connections and their resources <laughs> kind of already set up. So all they have to do is make, make a couple quick phone calls and they can just get um, their things mm-hmm. set up and ready to go. Uh, but I did not, like I, I knew they were saying January, but I thought that meant, earliest January like you can you can like we can talk about things happening in January but it would be mostly like down the line into February or like most likely March but January 18th is like fast yeah, that's approaching what I heard that's well. not bad yeah that's what I was hearing as well that like January would be like their own most ambitious start date but like it genuinely sounds like that's the date they're aiming for and apparently there's some pushback from the players association um saying that they need more downtime which is understandable like they just got through a bubble you know half of the mm-hmm. league or whatever and then now uh well it was a little over half the league but half the league was there for the playoffs which took months to complete and then now they're heading what is into what is probably going to be another bubble which will be insane yeah. 
what how do you think like what what, do you, what are your ideas about like the logistics about how they're gonna do this because I, I i don't know if the players will tolerate a bubble again like it, it has to be like maybe a semi-bubble but that doesn't even seem remotely safe like <laughs> i don't understand how this is gonna go through I don't know. I feel like we saw so many different things happen in this bubble. And there were so many things that happened in the NBA that we just kind of left it up. We chalked it up to the bubble. We're like, oh, well, that's bubble basketball. So I don't know how like the players are going to feel coming back into Another that year environment. of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you just, you just, it's just Another like all up in the air. Freaking just, you know, throwing an asterisk at uh, the bubble idea of everything. So I don't know. I feel, and then the other part of it too is like, we, we, we always just said like, if Mark is not going to be back, if there's another bubble, like most of these players, maybe not most, but like at least some of them are going to feel a certain type of way about being locked up again for however long. And yes, you know, you have your championship on the line, but like, that's, this is no longer like, you know, three months. This is going to be a full on season plus your post season. So you're there for right. the long haul. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, I, like, I, I don't go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say like in, in football, I know they're doing, um, like the semi bubble approach, but like, I don't, how does that affect like travel? Um, I know Ca- like the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors yeah. are Canada's team. Like they're going to, they're, they're crossing a border. And right now with the regulations, like it can only be for, what is it? Work purposes. And there has mm-hmm. to be a two week quarantine. Um, when entering and when leaving as well so they're gonna probably have to play in 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 a u.s state which is like another host of problems so it's like it sounds like we're heading into another strange season and yeah i don't know how i feel about that because it was already like it was already so tough and it was already so tough on the players and it was already so tough on like the results and i do feel like although like I don't like the bubble, the bubble championship itself. I feel like, you know, the team that we all pretty much thought was going to win or Mm -hmm. were the favorites to win did end up winning. But I do think that the bubbles had some variables that affected teams and affected the environment kind of weirdly. And that we're going to look back on it. Like what the hell happened there? Um, Like a hundred percent. Like I don't want any excuses for Pascal, like, but I don't think that right. he would thrive <laughs> in that environment. Like he needs us. He needs us in the stands. Yeah. So and like you said, like even for Toronto, hopefully like, he has yeah. access to a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pascal, if you're listening, I, hopefully he has access, access to a gym this time. <laughs> I hope you're like your fingertips you smell like a basketball next right season? now. He's like, oh, I didn't have access. Sorry, <laughs> like a rubber. <laughs> He's like, sorry, guys, I didn't have access. Can you imagine he comes in? He comes in next season saying, yeah, I went another four months without playing basketball. <laughs> We're over here getting more. absolutely assaulted on Twitter for defending him. Then he comes back. Sorry, guys. We didn't have access to a gym. Pascal Siakam, you Beyblade. Come on. It's like his thing on the offseason now. He just doesn't play. <laughs> so I mean, he's not good, looking though. forward like, to next season. Happen. Yeah. So looking for it with that, we look, we talked about like the, the downsides and the question marks going into next season, but let's talk about the positives. There are like, even though free agency is kind of dead this off season, there are going to be a lot of changes, a lot of um, teams that are going to look a little different. We know that there have been coaching 
changes made to a couple of contenders. We know that, um, you know, for certain teams, injured players are going to be reintroduced to the lineup. So considering all of the changes that are um, coming, what are you looking forward to most? Besides Hmm, the Raptors. I mean, I'm not going to put my money down on anybody else besides the, besides the Raptors, but like, I, I think uh, much like most people, I'm very excited to see how this group project of um, the uh, Brooklyn Nets turns out to be. Um, they're all sharing the role right. of head coach and uh, we just like, I've never seen that happen before. So we'll, like, and then just putting Kyrie and Kevin in that situation and knowing that, you know, they're coming back to prove something. And I know, you know, um, Kevin's coming back from a pretty bad injury, like Achilles injury. So he's not going to be his himself like right away, but just Kevin on the court himself is going to be a force to be reckoned with. So um, I I don't think that they're going to win the East necessarily. Like I don't think they would even be in the Eastern conference finals, but I think that they like for sure, like they will still be making a push. Like it's still Kevin Durant. It's still Kyrie. Like they'll find a way to make it work. I mean, Brooklyn was, playing really well in the bubble as well without you know without having anyone there like they literally didn't even have their their bench they had they were playing with the third stringers um so i think that would be super exciting and right. then it's it's gonna be um fun to see um you know what the celtics are able to do with what they have like yes it's you know they i hate them and they would but what they did to us <laughs> like punished in hell but it is a young team and, you know, barring Marcus smart, it's a fun and exciting team. Um, so it'd be, it'd be like interesting to see where they end up as well. But I think in terms of the, 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 the ranking, I don't think it would change much. I, I see bucks where they are. Bucks are going to be number one, regardless. Um, Miami, right. I feel depending on what changes Miami makes, um, apparently they're trying to get Chris Paul. Um, if they make that, that trade, it could probably bring them over the top. Like that's another piece of IQ on the court that that's just, you can't really just, you know, you can't really fight with that. Um, But beyond that, um, yeah, I don't really think the first four or five standings are really going to change. Like it's going to kind of stay where it is. Um, And then it just comes down to the postseason and seeing which team is going to keep their momentum going into everything else. How about you? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, what you said. I'm really interested to see how the Nets turn out. I'm interested to see uh, rookie Steve Nash, head coach. I think it's going to be super interesting. Sorry. <coughs> Coronavirus. Sorry, I just had to cough there. Anyways, I promise I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm just always coughing. I'm like a Over chronic the cloud, cough. Yasmin. Just yeah, does not. Always. And, and now the, so now the now leaves too. are falling, so I'm just screwed. Yeah, like, oh, fall. Fall, spring, like, whatever it's, it's, season. It's literally I have like allergies. that that uh, that picture of the Spider Man's the three. It's like they're pointing at each other. Like, is this Corona? Is this the cold season? Is this seasonal allergies? Like, yeah, yeah I literally season, have no like, idea. <laughs> my life I'm right now. Oh home. my god. Oh, you poor thing. But anyways, sorry, yeah, ahead. I should get my flu shot. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited to see um, rookie head coach Steve Nash. Um, I just, I can't wait to see how his, um, you know, his crazy basketball IQ as one of the best point guards of all time translates into coaching. Because as we know, it doesn't always translate so smoothly, but I'm actually quite hopeful for him just because, you know, his style of play kind of revolutionized the point guard role so much. Um, you know, I'm just really interested to see how 
how that turns out and whether uh, Kyrie kind of takes after him and becomes more of a pure point guard and less of like, you know, that scoring, you know, steroid Kemba thing that he does, <laughs> which is very <laughs> enjoyable to watch. But anyways, steroid Kemba. Um, uh, yeah, I'm also, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, that's the best way I can describe it. But I'm it's, also it's really excited to see um, Miami. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Miami and see if their playoff run is really just, you know, the luck of the draw or are they going to be, um, you know, are they going to carry it over and be um, a top team or, you know, um, is it just something where a, a case of the bubble just being a really great um, environment for them? Like, I, I don't I don't know what what the case was, but I'm really excited to see how it how it um, ends up for them. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I can't wait to see, um, like, my prediction is that the Warriors are coming back, but my guess is that they're not going to be, like, the dominant 2015 Warriors that we saw before, or even the 2016 Warriors, where they were, what, th- 73 and 9? Like, I actually think they're going to be kind of a little middling and be kind of like a, a dangerous team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm also excited to see if the Raptors can replicate, you know, the magic of this season and, you know, be a top seed again. Like, my guess is actually that um, it, it, the, the difficulty of the conference might actually catch up. And, you know, it, it, I feel like a top five or six seed uh, seeds of the East are going to be kind of a jumbled up and be really mm-hmm. tight. So um, that first, second, third spot on the standings are going to be really, really t- um, uh, important to, um, to what do you call it, like solidify. Like you really need right that. Up. You really need to be matched against the lower seed if you're um, in the Eastern Conference because I feel like most of the contenders are in this conference once again, and even more so uh, with uh, the Nets and the Heat, like, um, coming in from like you know like the Nets are coming with two superstar players mm-hmm. and the Heat are coming um, riding the wave of a, um, a finals run so it's going to be really awesome to see and I can't wait to see Steph Curry and Kevin Durant play basketball again like I have to oh, say yeah. like it was just freaking strange <laughs> without having them in the league like uh, superstar players and the thing about them is that they're just so enjoyable to watch like genuine superstar players who are kind of just like basketball anomalies are just like few and far in between like they're you 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 need to see them when they're present you know what I mean and you can't take that for granted so I really miss seeing them play I want to see Kevin Durant 100% I want to see Steph Curry playing basketball again because they shut that man down for a broken wrist (laughs) (laughs) two month injury turned into a whole season of no Steph Curry and he's been vacationing in Toronto yeah exactly (laughs) all this time like literally has spent like the last month or two in our city so uh yeah we need you in the just play on the court the dude we need you to muddy that up yeah exactly, exactly. they didn't want stuff to have to carry a tanking team like <laughs> they were they were smart to tank and get that number two pick they're like we're not gonna they're gonna so, leave this on stuff's name on. and i think for eve like you said like for stuff it's kind of like like empty my bank account for a Steph shimmy right now like he he's so captivating to watch oh my Just god his confidence his like he makes his regular season it's fun it's so much yeah fun i agree he watch. makes regular season games fun he's like one of the few superstars who take like I, I can only think of a couple like maybe Giannis, james harden um 
like superstars who take the regular yeah. season game seriously. Like those guys are so awesome and they just kind of up the competition of the regular season, which I think was kind of missing this season. Exactly. Um, but to have Steph Curry back and even Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is quite similar where he's like a showman. Like they really mm-hmm. enjoy the regular season, the regular season. It's not only about the finals or the playoff runs, which will, they'll try their best on those too, but yeah, they're um, they're there to give intensity. the fans their money. Like they're there to make sure that they live up for that ticket that they bought for that game. Like every single night, exactly. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. shimmy. There's like there's something going <laughs> on that they're always just they're gonna show their personality. And and I love that like this season we've we've just seen not that I guess we haven't really seen it that much because we haven't seen Steph Curry and Kevin Durant on the court yet, but. I guess what makes me excited for next season even more is the fact that like these guys are going to come back and like they're all spread apart into different teams now. So for the most part, the top is kind of like, it's kind of balanced. So you have enough superpower on a lot of the top teams and you have enough superstars on a lot of the top teams. It's just, it's very fun and entertaining to watch. And I feel like once you have all these guys back from injuries and stuff, it's going to be even better, even more filled with personality, even more filled with just like, just fun basketball to watch. And, um, you know, it's not like LeBron James to take a little bit of a breather in the regular season. Or like your brother said, your brother had like the best theory. (laughs) Right. How how he like slows down right before the postseason. So he's like, whatever his tank It it came out to like. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. For those who don't know. For those who don't know, my brother had a, a theory when LeBron was really struggling in the regular season that he he pretends to be a step slow um, when people are kind of expecting him to be great, and then in the postseason, the, he he does it in order to like up the drama of his play and to make his uh, playoff runs more cinematic. As we saw, like he was so clearly the best player in the NBA in that finals run. <laughs> Like it was, he will, he won finals MVP unanimously. Like LeBron James in those final few games of the finals was absolutely the best player in basketball period. Like playmaking, planet. driving, hitting threes, like consecutive threes, going like seven of 10 or whatever. Like he was absolutely insane. And don't let like these regular season where the regular season wear and tear, where he kind of looks a step slow, where he's taking it easy and preserving his body because he is going to be 36 years old. Um, don't let that fool you because LeBron James is still the best player in the world until he has a playoff run that causes us to pause and say, okay, father time is catching up to this man. He might be, you know, nearing the end of, of his uh, career. But yeah, as you said, you're hundred percent right. Um, Giannis becoming a MVP caliber player is so good for the Eastern conference. Kevin Durant coming to the East has been so good for the Eastern conference. It kind of just balances out the talent level because, even though, you know, the superstars tend to be on the West Coast, as everyone knows, you know, we have the, you know, our, um, th- those all-star spots in the West tend to be reserved for superstars. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about it, like, even their role players, like, you think about people like um, Clay Thompson, like, these guys are taking all-star spots from people like Devin Booker and stuff. Like, their talent level is just ridiculous um, towards the top, but I'm glad that the East has been kind of catching up with, you know, p- players like Bam Adebayo and Tatum and Pascal just kind of upping their play. Uh, it's less ugly. It's less stark, <laughs> the contrast. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's been great. Um, and it's only going to uh, intensify the next couple of years as these guys, these younger guys that are on the Eastern Conference start to enter their prime. Like that's when you're really going to see the talent level just become astronomical in the NBA. Uh, but yeah, it, it just kind of bleeds into the next topic where I wanted to talk 
to you about how ridiculous the Atlantic division is going to be going into next season. Because if you think about it, the Atlantic division consists of the Sixers, the Raptors, the Nets, the Celtics, and question mark the Knicks. <laughs> so um, the, the, we're, we're not going to bother talking too much about the Knicks because right now um, they're the really Knicks. just a collection of role players. <laughs> it's the Knicks, of course. Um, they they I, they can make a move for like a Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook just to bring um, just to sell tickets, which I think wouldn't be a bad move. It's not yeah. a bad move to get a player as talented as you know accomplished as Chris Paul to come and you know sell some seats. They they don't have issues. Uh, they don't have issues selling seats, but at least give some something that they've paid for rather than seeing just a tanking team kind of up the competition you know russell westbrook like he's a very controversial player but one thing about russ is that he can take a bad team and at least make them possible like we've seen how he carried that okc team he can deal he's really good working with um he's he's really good elevating um the role players that surround him you know what i mean like when when he's not really a player that's built for the playoffs but um he can get it done so i it wouldn't be a terrible move um, but we'll see what happens. As for the other teams, like it's the talent level is absolutely ridiculous. Those teams are easily going to be in the top five. The Sixers have hired uh, Doc Rivers, as we all know. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the elixir yeah. that solves all their problems. But you know, he might be a fresh face. He does know how to deal with superstar talent, so he might be able to make and beat and Ben Simmons work. You know, um, they say they don't have issues, but when your point guard won't shoot, if you're a big man, it's an issue. <laughs> like, I don't care what Embiid <laughs> says. <laughs> I don't care how professional he wants to seem. That's not good for you. It's, it lowers his stock as a player, yeah. um, unfortunately. So hopefully it helps. Um, and regardless, even if the Sixers didn't get him, I don't care what anyone says. They're a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs because just the size is overwhelming. Exactly. And they have role players that can just snap. Like, it's, like not, a it's not a good matchup for anybody. They're, it's Sorry? Like legit going, it's like a forest. It's like going up against a forest. Exactly. I've always been like, like ever since last year, I was like, you don't want to <clears> see Philly in the playoffs or like just at any point because when you have two short-ass point guards, you don't want to put them up against Philly. You want to make sure that they have exactly. a team that they can go up against. And like, it's it's just, it's it's painful to watch it. But you're, you're so right too in terms of um, Knicks and stuff too. Like, I know... Like they're salivating over literally everyone because they always are. They they apparently are super interested in Fred VanVleet and and I'll say this about CP3 as I said about Fred too. Like if you go to the Knicks, like yes, you're gonna get paid for sure. You will have your own team. You will have a fan base that's like thirsting after you and also slapping you across the face when you mess up. Um, and you're gonna just have you know whatever you're gonna have whatever you're gonna have your own team as well as the money. But the downside of the Knicks is that it's the Knicks. It's the front office, you know exactly who the front of the front office is. And as far as far as CP3 is concerned, I I just I want to see him win a ring. Like before he retires, I just I feel like that would and in a weird way make my life. Like it would complete a hole in my life. Like I just need to see CP now that Kyle has won a ring, I feel like now it's CP3's turn. And I just don't want to see him retire without him, his hard work and just his IQ being um um, rewarded in like the highest sense that a basketball player would think that their talent has been rewarded. So I, I, I wouldn't want to yeah. see him. I wouldn't want to see him touch the Knicks with a 10 foot pole. Like, 
if anything, like I would be excited. Like it's, I'm torn because I, I think Miami would be such a good fit for them, um, for him. But I, at the same time, like it's the Eastern Conference and I don't want any more competition here. Like, just, you know, stay away as far as you can. Or if you want to come exactly. The, Raptors, the next champions have to be the Raptors. Oh, it's decided. The next Eastern Conference this. champions have to be the Raptors. Absolutely. Like it cannot be any other team. That's why I was rooting for the Lakers. I was a LeBron stan. <laughs> For like what a week, <laughs> I have to say it was a very, it was a very rewarding week for us LeBron fans. I have to say, yes, but so anyways, <laughs> for us LeBron fans, what can I, I say? He, what can I say? He's, he's the greatest. <laughs> he's not the washed king anymore. Eh? He strives for greatness. Oh, right? I have to it's say, playoffs time. when he's. When he when it, like the last time we saw LeBron James make a deep run in the playoffs, it was at the expense of you know Canada's only team. And I have to say, seeing him do exactly what he did to the Raptors to like an even worse degree to the to the <laughs> Miami Heat was just beautiful. Oh my god, it was like I'm like this guy's awesome. When did why did he not do this before? Then I was like, oh wait, oh my god, stop. <laughs> I was getting PTSD the whole time. I'm just like, I got to close my eyes. I can't watch this. This feels like, I'm like yesterday. This, I'm like, this shit is great. <laughs> you forgot all about the brown toe, Yasmin. How could you? We were depressed for like three years. He freaking shat on us. Even to this day, I'm just like, I can't take LeBron seriously. And literally, I was Miami's biggest fan. I was looking at Miami jerseys online. And specific, the Vice jerseys. Okay, this is my thing. Like you saw what Jimmy Butler had to do in order for them just to like take two games off LeBron James. Like he had to literally play like the second God. best player in the NBA <laughs> in order to just take two games off of LeBron James. But anyways, I believe like the, the, the still shots. I digress. Like, we're just like watching him like, like uh, out of breath and just trying to catch his breath and just trying to gain himself because he's so tired. And then you just see LeBron like, don't worry, I'll get you next game. And he literally gets him next game. Yeah, that's like, why, it's a blowout. Like you can't, Raptors fans that are saying like, like, I think, yes, if you get past the Celtics, I do think that they can handle the heat. I think the Raptors could have handled the heat, but mm. I, I don't know if they win the championship. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> like they, I, I'm pretty sure I said like, oh, if they go against the Lakers, I think they, they stand the best chance against the Lakers, but I think I've made bets LeBron on James it. Playing, but yeah, I, I would have think... at least like, like seeing what LeBron was able to do against defenders that are just, you know, historically great against him, like Andre Gudala, seeing how he was, you know, Jimmy mm-hmm. was just way too small to deal with him. Like, it was like, oh my goodness. Like, LeBron was how? just having his way on the what court. Do you do? Like, whatever LeBron he wanted is inevitable. To do. <laughs> Honestly, literally, like, you're just facing LeBron. Like, what else can you do? Like, like I've said this before too. Like, I, I'm not a LeBron hater. I think he's, he's so great that I'm just tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, <laughs> I'm at this point where I'm just like, just take your championship and go. Like, we know you're going to win it. Just get out. Like, <laughs> like, give me the next season. That's enough. Like, why are you even celebrating? You know you're going to win. For you, this is just, it's like another Monday. Dead. Like, it's like, you're, you're at that level. But then I know that I need to start appreciating and taking in his greatness because when it's gone, like, it's like, who's going to fill LeBron's spot? Exactly. Yeah. 
everything i feel like all the guys that have the potential to fill his spot are still quite young like you think of Giannis, you think of luca you think of zion like these guys are kids like Giannis is freaking 25 years old like he's not gonna be ready to take lebron's spot until how old how old was lebron when he won his first chip like 27 28 like it takes time you know Mm -hmm. to reach that point when you're it's so funny, like in the NBA, like to reach that point where you're you're able to lead a team and you're you have the skill set required and you have no holes in your game. Like you're already almost thirty at that point, and then you have a small window to win as many championships as you can, yeah. as we see LeBron is doing and just trying to accumulate them. Like that's crazy. That's really crazy. Like even if you think finger. about Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard yeah. has has had to have like the perfect surrounding pieces in order to, for him to succeed in the postseason. LeBron just does it with some guys, just some yeah. dudes. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm sorry I ever made the Kawhi and LeBron arguments. I, I just feel like shit now. I, I almost feel like my basketball <laughs> Like, yeah, he had, he, had, he had Anthony Davis. He had Anthony Davis. And you, you think about, you know, back in the day, he had, what, like, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and he had Dwayne and Wade. And he, he had Kyrie. He had Kevin Love. He had, he had guys, but you think about it, like, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, his his teams were literally perfect one through nine yeah. in order for him to reach that point, you know. So we LeBron forget about that Cavs LeBron team. Like, look at what those LeBron teams were terrible. Exactly, and then look at what what Kawhi couldn't do with the Clippers. Like, I obviously I'm Kawhi's biggest fan and everything, but but the fact of the matter is that Kawhi does need help around him. Like he he's as great of a player as he is. He he still needs those role players because he's not able to. I don't know how to put it into words, but like, you know what I mean? Like LeBron has that thing about him where he can just take over. Um, I just don't know like if Kawhi can do that without having those perfect pieces besides him that were Toronto Raptors and that were right. San Antonio Spurs. And it's not even a fault of Kawhi. It's just no. a testament to LeBron's greatness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not Kawhi's fault at all. Um, but like then again, had Kawhi stayed with the Raptors, he literally had the perfect situation. And... <laughs> Lord management wouldn't have been a problem. Like his knees, that that's a it's a huge uh, injury to take care of. When I you're love a how professional basketball I, lo- I love how. Yeah, you're right, and I love how like that thing about like it it was it tends to be just Raptors fans are are the ones saying like oh if he just stayed if he just stayed, but like I feel like everyone in the NBA is like yeah if he just stayed, Every, <laughs> if everyone. he just stayed it would have been a guaranteed would have been a guaranteed run to the finals, the perfect team around him. And, like, I saw a tweet recently where it's, like, oh, um, Kawhi's asking for a better point guard. And then, you know, what did he just leave? He just left a tier <laughs> one point guard in Kyle Lowry. Um, and then next Sometimes he's going to be asking there and I'm for just like, can I question his decisions? <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, are we allowed to question his decisions? Like, he's leaving the perfect opportunities, and then he's asking for whatever he's leaving to be brought to him where he's going. And it's just like, buddy, just don't leave. A better You're coach, just... a better point guard. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> just, you literally left what you wanted. Like, what are you doing? But, um... Like, I, yeah. I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. Like, it's so, exactly. it's so clear now. Like, fans don't even have to point it out. It's so obvious. It's gonna be a footnote in his career, like... Yeah, he left the perfect situation to go to the Clippers. It's going to be part of his bio for everything. But anyway, I, like, that is, I'm not going to put salt in old wounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry for going down that route. to go home, as we all know. Sometimes going home is is more, like, important than any professional successes, you know. It also Um, means losing, but yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Like if someone gave me the opportunity to win again at the highest degree, <laughs> I'd absolutely stay. But whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> but whatever. That's that's just me. That's just that's just a me thing. Moving on to a topic quite unrelated, but a lot of teams have been um, uh, revealing their jerseys for next season, and we see the Raptors jerseys. Um, Thing is how we are an, an NBA podcast based here in Canada. <laughs> we have opinions about them. Um, so, like, the, it seems that they're just going full on with the chevron detailing on mm. all of, all of the jerseys, which I understand. It, it it has a connection to the first championship season, and I feel like the organization, like, they tend to keep their jerseys for a while. Like these, the ones that we, they just finished their um, playoff run with um has been a staple for the last five years the five mm-hmm. years before that they had another set of um jerseys that were used for i think um a long time i don't i, I think it was i could be wrong i think it was a little less than a decade but they don't oh, change Jesus. their jerseys too often so this is to me like a complete rebrand they want to rebrand resetting from the championship season um and kind of um you know they're from what I understand, they're going to have like a throwback jersey that's purple mm-hmm. based on the clues that we saw. But it seems they're going to stick with their red, white, and black um, detail- detailing um, and kind of present themselves as like Canada's team. There's no Toronto written on any of the jerseys. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't really feel any way about that. I know some people are like, come on, this is Can- Toronto's team. It's not Canada's team. I understand where they're coming from, but personally, I have no opinion about it. I understand why they want to rebrand as Canada's team because outside of Toronto, outside of the greater Toronto area, the GTA, uh, the Raptors are not really like, like there are a lot of Celtic fans and a lot of Lakers fans outside of uh, Toronto. They are. (laughs) The the championship run definitely, yeah, the championship run definitely changed that. Like you saw the Jurassic Parks where parks where you saw like twenty thousand people here and ten thousand people there, just scattered throughout the nation. But I think they want to move forward as Canada's team, and it's a smart thing to do because if you look at the viewership and the run numbers for this season, it's literally yes. eclipsed the championship season. Like everyone is watching Raptors basketball when it's the playoffs in Canada, and you could never say that before. Like exactly, it, you look at how um, hockey viewership has just completely uh, nosedived, uh, and there's been a lot of discussion about why um, ba- uh, basketball viewership has been down in the U.S. I can tell you it has nothing to do with politics because outside <laughs> outside of Toronto, there are some right wingers. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what is it like? Over seventy percent of the nation is Caucasian, and a lot of them are. Um, a lot of them are uh, to the right of the spectrum, and they are watching Raptors basketball. <laughs> so, it's what a strange Canada sentence! Sports. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like if, if hockey viewership is down, um, you know, by historic at a historic rate, I think sixty four percent lower viewership from the season prior, and then you have Raptors basketball, where almost a third of the nation is watching their playoff run, Jeez. like. That's crazy. So I, I, when you consider these factors, I understand why they want to look like a Canadian flag out there in their jerseys. Like I, I get it. They, their appeal to any future free agents or whatever is like, yeah, you're going to be representing a nation. Like you're going to be basically like an Olympic team out here. That's um, what I'm saying. That's my take yeah. on it too. Like I don't, I don't feel 
I don't feel anyways. Like, I feel like um, if anything, yeah, it'd be cool to have maybe one jersey that says Toronto just to kind of appease the masses who are upset about it and just to have that one extra jersey that, like, does literally says Toronto City Raptors. Jersey, yeah, it is a Toronto yeah. Raptors. Yeah, exactly. Um, but beyond that, you just – you literally took my point. Like, I, I think the biggest selling point of being Canada's team is that pitch to the free agents. Like, who else can pitch that you have a whole country behind you? No one else can. And that whole country comes with all these viewers, all these people who are ready to spend their money on your merch, on your on your jerseys, just to give you yeah, money. Yeah, huge appeal marketing-wise, yeah. It's, it's like massive. If you think ahead, about it, like, for example, like the state of the state of Texas, they have three teams, like the Spurs, the yeah. Rockets and Dallas. That's the market split up uh, three ways. Just one state. You know what I mean? Um, and then you have California, which is split up, you know, another degree with what is it? Four teams with um, the Warriors, the Kings, the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, it's actually mm-hmm. nuts when you think about it. Yeah, um, Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, New York has two teams. <laughs> like, I get it. New York's a massive yeah. city, but like, it, New York literally <laughs> has two teams. Like, you, you, if you look at Canada, like, yes, we just have the one team here, but I think that's such a huge selling point, and that's why I don't feel anything either. And and the viewership is a massive thing when it comes to um, players, right? Like marketplace where you're going. Yeah, to business. These players want to make sure that they have money after they retire, after they blow mm-hmm. through their, their contracts. Um, and this is such a great setting for them. And I think we saw that massively with Kawhi. Like, we just needed one huge superstar here, and we gave him... He honestly, re- be- like, to piggyback off your point, like, he became a superstar here. Yeah, like, he, well, you're he so was right. a huge mm-hmm. all-star. He was an all-star caliber player and a, a star already, and people just needed to see a season of it, but... He did it here, and he literally skyrocketed. Like, he was always trending. Um, everything he did became a meme, whereas it was kind of yeah. dead this season. <laughs> like, it, just I to know. show you the difference. <laughs> like, he was so like, marketable. Even if you look at the success of, yeah, his merch, everything would sell out. New Balance would sell out immediately after he immediately. dropped whatever, you know questionable shoe design (laughs) his fun guy shirts were gone in like five minutes i couldn't even get one like people still wear them like they're literally oh i would i know exactly i 100 percent would like he we showed that we are like thirsting over someone to just lead us and like to give us something to like cheer for and I like that's just a massive point like I get it yes the Toronto you just feel like shit because you're like hey you guys are all everyone else is a bandwagon you only gone on after the we win a championship you know your hockey's not winning and that's why you're jumping boat you're jumping ship and you're hopping on to the next best thing but um if you take apart like the bandwagon far factor of it like you just don't look at it personally right. and you look at it in terms of just marketing and in terms of attracting agents and just making your team um more reputable in the media it's fantastic. Like that's it's it's everything you could ask for as a player. Yeah. So don't fret, guys, over these jerseys. <laughs> and they're um, actually not bad either. I really like the. Uh, I'm not, I guess we can't really show you jerseys over a podcast, but um, there's if you can Google search the uh, the white and the red one. I've re- I think that was that's so beautiful. I love like, the white. white. The white is definitely my favorite. It's I think it'll so look really sleek. good. Yeah, the black looked really good on OG, and the white looked really good on Pascal. And I'm not a fan of the red. I'm not a a fan of the (laughs) the red right now. But Kyle will make anything look good, so... Honestly, any one of the players, like even I think when they first released the um, was it the red, the black one, right? It I was kind of just like, eh, I don't know about this. Like this doesn't look that great. And then you see it on the players, and you're like, what a handsome team! 
You put a garbage bag on them and they can like walk the and they'd like pull it off. So speaking of handsome, let's talk about Serge's tweet. <laughs> Great that segue. Was the best segue. You set me up perfectly. You set me. I was like, how the hell am I gonna talk into this <laughs> next topic? Tag team. I got you. That was perfect. So let's talk okay, about yeah. so for those who don't know. For the, for those who don't know, let's give a background information. Um, uh, so, I'll pull up so, his tweet. Do you have it? I guess. Yeah, let me pull it out. So um, for right Serge Ibaka, like there's a big. Okay, you have it? Okay. So there's a big question mark um, regarding, um, I guess, the big the big rotation for the Toronto Raptors. We're not sure if Marcus Gasol is coming back. We don't know if the team wants to go in that direction. We don't know if Mark even wants to come back to the NBA. There are a lot of question marks there. He is turning 36 soon like it's understandable and then you have Sergi Baca who's at the bet he's in his prime right now he's in his early 30s he's probably looking to secure a long-term deal to reward him for you know the amazing play he's been you know enjoying the last two years he's been absolutely fantastic his defense has fallen off a bit but offensively he's just renewed himself mm-hmm. um so a lot of fans, I guess, uh, a lot of teams of other uh, fan bases, so I think it was Rockets fans in particular with this tweet, um, were questioning, uh, you know, whether he'd be back. They're like, oh, you know, look, Sergi Baca has changed his bio on his Instagram page to remove any mention of Toronto or the Raptors. And then Serge had to correct them. He honestly did not have to say anything. It was just, you know, NBA Twitter grasping at straws. But I was uh, surprised that he actually responded and paid attention um, do you you have his tweet, right? I have the tweet too, yeah. He said, I know the NBA and free agency news are slow right now, but there is no need to make up news, LOL. I've had the same IG bio for years and did not change anything now. Be well, everyone. Hashtag we the North with the Raptors basketball. I mean, that says it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read everything into it. He's staying. He's Toronto. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He's letting <laughs> the whole team know that, hey, give me my money. I don't want to go anywhere. Um, and he's, I don't, I don't like, I did not see this coming. I did not think that he would clear up any rumors because I thought maybe rumors as the player who's entering free agency would be a good thing because it just, you know, it drives up your negotiation value. Um, but yeah. for him to clear that up just like that, like obviously we don't know what's happening behind the scenes but it has to be good news right yeah like we don't know what's gonna happen but i think he's indicated he wants to be a raptor you know what i mean no matter where he ends up we at least know where he wanted to be you know if there's any you know if there's any comfort in that (laughs) but yeah i don't don't know if there's comfort in that (laughs) I don't know if there's any comfort in that, but um, it seems that he enjoys playing on this team and that he enjoys um, he enjoys being in a system that maximizes him because that's the thing with Serge. Like he was, it's so hard to believe, but he was playing power forward. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like Serge was playing power forward prior to Nick imagine? Nurse moving him to the five. He's like, like he, sprinting he, all he's over like, the court. But like, like you slow. think about like what you think about like is uh, Siakam's workload. Imagine um, Serge having to do that, like having to recover no, to can't. the corners and stuff. Dude, like he he's not gonna make no, it just, back in time. Like he's not gonna make it there. Yeah, in time. He's no, he's gone. He's gone. Like I think about like even Marcus Gasol, even though he's kind of lost his legs, he's quicker. Like he's literally quicker yeah. on defense 
than Serge Ibaka. <laughs> so that's kind of an insane thing. Like, I think Serge being, enjoys being in a system that allows him to be his best and shine in the parts that he's like, I guess, the best display the, his game that he, yeah, display himself in the most flattering light, um, which has allowed him to be up for what is probably going to be a great payday. Um, mm-hmm. And it's understandable that he wants to stay. So um, personally, considering how much of a question mark the uh, center position is, I've heard you know some fans um, predict that perhaps he gets like a massive one-year deal, um, which I, I could get behind, like a massive one-year, and then perhaps he stays for lesser money or he goes mm-hmm. elsewhere. But Serge, he's not that old. His game is very like just based on shot making. And right now he's shown that he can do that. And I don't think he's going to stop doing that anytime soon. So as long as he has Lowry by his side, like I think he's going to be a Raptor. Like as, as long as Raptors have Kyle Lowry, I think that he's going to be a huge part of our offense. Oh, 100%. I, I think just his performance in the bubble alone next to Lowry, like it's, so solidifies everything for me. You need a big man like he was that. honestly phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He was amazing. He was he was the only one who was doing anything. He was amazing, and he and it uh, it killed me. Like I know we can't look at old stones and turn them again, but whatever. But like um, yeah, that part when you know it was the last like thirty seconds of um, of the game seven with the Celtics and. Oh, and he looks so disappointed. And he's like clapping and then he just holds his head because he's like, you can tell that he just wants to be on the court so bad because he knows that like he's he's played so well that he can carry that momentum over. And I had no doubt like, okay, we can't go down that road again. But like, you know what I mean? Like he's he's just he's been so good that that I have always just thought that we should give him that payday. He deserves it. And he wants to be here so bad that like, why would you not? He compliments the team so well. He's such a fun person. To, He's a to great have culture guy. Exactly. He's just a like, fun guy to have on your team who everyone likes, everyone gets along with. Um, and he just, he creates, he makes content for your team that like, that you require if you want to, um, have media attention you know what i mean like he's here making shows he's making he's making um content he's doing tiktoks and he's he's just putting himself in the eye of the media which automatically associates him with the raptors and that's that's kind of what we need like we just we need that one guy who just puts us over the top and speaking of like yeah because even like he just posted a picture today like after his tweet the other day (laughs) about staying in about like having to cancel any rumors about an hour ago, he released that video where he's uh, where OG is telling him about how he put him on scarves, and he just like out of for no context alone, he just you know he just put that out there. And I feel like I'm dissecting like a crushes or like a boyfriend's like post everywhere, but it just it just you know you're reading into everything and you're like, oh, I that's wonder what free agency. Is. That's the off season. <laughs> no, that's literally the off season. Reading you don't need into a boyfriend when you ex. have this. <laughs> you literally, you do not need a boyfriend when you have the NBA. It's, it's, like, you know, yeah, it's, it serves the same purpose. The NBA serves the same season. purpose, exactly. <laughs> Going through social media, like it's literally like you're like, what did he there. like today? What does that mean? Who did he follow today? Like you're just you're keeping an eye on every little thing. We're and, very lucky. Instagram got rid of um, you know how you could you, before you could view yeah. what people liked. Like that the literally has saved the NBA offseason. <laughs> Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure players are being like super reckless. I wouldn't want to see own. Montrezl Harrell's Montrezl. Oh yeah, Montrezl activity <laughs> right now. I would have no idea what he'd be doing. But as a Clippers fan, I would not. The one Clipper fan should not be looking at Montrezl Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. The one guy. The one guy who was ready to go to their parade. <laughs> 
gonna have a parade by himself oh well, um, poor guy anyways we'll dedicate this episode to that one clipper fan but <laughs> sorry dude to everyone listening have a wonderful day thank you for tuning in and i you guys you better be present for our halloween party yeah. um in 14 what is it 13 days now Ooh, spooky 13 <laughs> 13 <laughs> days um tune in it. we're gonna have a zoom party for halloween um the details are on our twitter page it should be super fun um it is quarantine so we know we you're can, not doing you know anything. us like you in our mid-20s well and early up. 30s can't trick-or-treat exactly we, we like, can't trick-or-treat um <laughs> And you're not partying, you're on I, I'm saying that as if I, yeah, exactly. Like, I say that as if, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we can't go to our, um, you know, um, Halloween parties and um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. pretending, pretending to be 13 and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't do so, anything but have literally come day. dressed in your best costume. We're going to be. I'm, yes, I'm yes. I've had it. I forgot to mention. Come on, yes. We're the we're the best costume. We're going all in. Exactly. I'm trying to think of an NBA related costume, and I'm I'm really gonna put some thought into it. I have so. no idea what I'm gonna wear. Me neither. Yet, no idea. Did you see Sidra's? If you guys are listening, you have to like come one... see Sidra's. <laughs> you haven't seen <laughs> oh, it yet, yeah. have you? Oh my god! I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> it. I'm not gonna spoil it. It's okay. They have to come so, see it for themselves. Thank you, Nor for co-hosting with I um, and have a wonderful <laughs> night. Thanks, <laughs> so yes. peace out, everyone. This, we're going to continue. We're going to continue bringing you guys great and necessary content for this offseason. <laughs> if it's one thing girls and women Bye. in sports can do, we can talk our asses off. So thank you for listening. Have a good one. Take care.